0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to the Roy Green Show ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Earlier this week, the Mister Trudeau extra tweeted, "Let's just settle on one, shall we? I'm just going to stay with Twitter." Uh, here's what he and then I have to say: tweeted. Here's what he posted. We need more women in politics and at decision-making tables because throughout our country's history, progress has been made when women's voices have been heard. To everyone at Equal Voices CA, which is where he was, I guess, who is committed to making that happen, thank you. Let's keep working on that together. So the response was so immediate and from people right across the country. Challenging Mr. Trudeau and reminding him of Jody Wilson-Raybould. And uh, Jane Philpott, the former health minister, both of them ejected from the party because they dared to not follow his demands. And you do recall, do you not, that the ethics commissioner federally appointed by Mr. Trudeau, Marcel Dion, not Marcel Dion, what was his name? Dion's his last name. Marcel Dion's a hockey player, I think. Anyway, he uh, could be Marcel. I'm not sure what the first name is. Anyway, he uh, he found Mister. Gil- Mr. Trudeau guilty of ethics violations in the manner in which he treated Jody Wilson-Raybould when he insisted through the Parliamentary um, PMO that uh, she engage with the federal prosecutors in the SNC-Lavalin scandal and try to get a deferred agreement and no criminal charge against SNC-Levland. Ethics violation. And you'll recall, William, you not? I'm sure you recall Globe and Mail ran a story before that all happened and started to allude to the fact that there were issues, the PMO dealing with Jody Wilson-Raybould and the and the SNC-Levland case. And there was Trudeau staring at the cameras of the whole country and saying, Globe and Mail report is false. No, it wasn't. It wasn't false. It was actually correct. And then Mr. Trudeau got slapped on his wrist rather hard with an ethics violation. Mario Dion. I figured it out. Nobody helped me with that. I got it myself. Uh, Mario Dion, his personally appointed ethics commissioner, found him guilty of ethics violations. So um, Jody Wilson-Ray responded to the the tweet that I just read to you. And so did Selina Caesar Chavan. and uh, Caesar Selina Caesar Shivan, who Trudeau twice shouted at when she informed him she wouldn't be running for a second term, using terms like "you're ungrateful." And uh, she was the parliamentary secretary to the prime minister in 2015. Uh, Selina tweeted, "I have also learned to quote." Leave the Table When Love's No Longer Being Served. Great Charles Asnerborough song. Her book is Can You Hear Me Now? and it's on page 220. Love was not at this table, treated Selina. I was on the menu. My voice was not heard. I was the strong black woman who didn't need help. and She didn't get any from the Prime Minister. Selina, thanks for coming on the program. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm good. Thank you. How are you,
0: Roy? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank it's you so for asking. What's that?
1: It's so good for us to be back together.
0: I know, and it's always been fun. And and this was this is really important because in 2015, Mr. Trudeau was also asked why he had so many women uh, in in the cabinet. Right? That was the question. Why is your cabinet fifty fifty? He said because it's 2015. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, it was yo, 2015. yeah. 2015. <laughs> I remember that all too well. So your, your interpretation and your assessment of what went on with that tweet—do you think he was surprised at the pushback he got immediately? Um,
1: I don't. I, I I've said it once, and I'll, I'll say it again. I I think that there requires a certain degree of self-awareness and depth of self-awareness to, first of all, make a statement like that, and then um, pay attention to the reality of making that statement when you know you have persons like Jody Wilson Rabel the former attorney general uh, minister of justice and attorney general Jane Philpotts former minister of, like, everything in the Trudeau government, Leona Alislev leaving, uh, Eva Nassif leaving, myself leaving. There was a number of dominoes that have fallen with very strong, vocal, I mean, top military person in Leona Alislev, legal, medicine, business, people, you know, challenging the prime minister being at that table and then still being told no. Your voice is not exactly the voice that we want. Um, try something else. And in fact, how about you leave? And so, I don't think that there is that understanding or that self awareness that that uh, that can grasp the cognitive dissonance that is between the lived reality of an intruder administration and the tweet that says. You know come to this table, all is welcoming.
0: you know it's it's very important that creative, involved, engaged women are at the cabinet table. The creative, involved, engaged women are in Parliament. The creative involved engaged women engage in all levels of government. You were his parliamentary secretary. You're a highly accomplished and very well educated and successful woman, but you weren't respected.
1: Well, you know, I think it's—I don't—I don't think it's necessarily about um, me personally. Again, um, I, I try to draw the distinction between you know a personal opinion and a personal sort of uh, of feeling a feeling or relationship versus the fact that you have someone who is the leader again of a G seven country yeah. who says things like. You know, I believe, the, and and remember, this was back in March of twenty twenty nineteen when he gave the apology for SNC. That I believe real leadership is about listening, learning, and compassion. And this is a this is what he said. You know, central to my leadership is fostering an environment where my ministers, caucus, staff feel comfortable coming to me when they have concerns. Meaning, you know, I have an open door policy. People could come in and challenge me, and I accept those challenges. And so it's it's not necessarily about being you know respected or disrespected i could i could walk into a room and say I, I would like to present to you my strategy for a, a, a national brain strategy for the country, which is what I did, which is what I went into government for. People think that I went in to talk about race. That is untrue and unfounded. I went in to have a national brain strategy. I ran at national Canada's first ever national epidemiology study on neurological conditions. I went in there to make sure that we had a national brain strategy that had proven success of a four to one ratio. Every dollar you invest in the brain, you get a four dollar ratio. Turn. The second thing I went in for was to have a national senior strategy. Now, those things didn't happen. And I'm okay with saying, you know, those ideas are too far ahead. They're too far gone. Selena, you don't have enough research. You don't have whatever. You could disrespect me on that, but then don't come in and say that you have this central real leadership, listening, learning, compassion when you actually don't execute those things. There's a difference between disrespecting sort of my my idea and pushing back against my idea and disrespecting me as an individual. And I think if you are able to do that with a person who is your parliamentary secretary, who's your minister, who's someone who sits beside you on the table, how do you influence laws, legislation, policy that is supposed to help the poorest and most vulnerable among us when you can't treat the person sitting beside you with respect?
0: Yeah, so I remember our very first conversation and uh, you told um, told me, to all, told all of our listeners across the country that they treated you like you were, you were a token member of parliament to, I guess, Mr. Trudeau, because the decisions flow from him. And they sent you to events that were largely directed toward African-American or black Canadians. You didn't want that. That's not why you went there. You just told us why you went yeah, Ottawa Otto, why why you ran That's for true. politics yeah. so now he he issues this my door is always open um public statement, but when you went to see him and talked to him about it, and then when you eventually decided that you weren't going to run again in two thousand nineteen, well, he treated you um abysmally
1: and and you know so. And again, to your listeners, there is very distinct research on this um, that has been studied by a researcher named Cantor K-A-N-T-E-R, in 1977, who talks about the fact when you have very small numbers of women or diverse people, and I don't want to just categorize this as women, this could be across those various intersectionalities that are often marginalized, when you have those small percentages, in fact, if you constitute less than 15 percent so women for example constitute less than 15 percent of the population of an organization they're often subjected to isolation silencing exclusion marginalization and forced to talk about issues that are predominantly related to their identity i.e gender so when i'm in a government as the only not not just a government just brought in out of 338 members of parliament as the only black female elected out of 338 people. You could imagine that, you know, I'm sort of forced into this, this categorization of tokenism. And Roy, for your listeners to know, tokenism in, in this particular sense, It's a stripping away of your humanity. It's using you for your socially constructed identities, race in my case, gender and others, or disabilities or whatever, that say that you are just that thing. You are just that black face. You are just that identity of a woman. You are just the person that is in the picture for the fact that you're in a wheelchair. And that is fundamentally wrong. It strips away our humanization, our humanity, and it's something that we really need to pay very close attention to as we evolve and as we go into an economy that requires us to, you know, come out of a pandemic, look at geopolitical issues, deal with climate change, and ensure that we leave no one behind.
0: Yeah, No accident, Selena, that uh, Jody's book is titled Indian in the Cabinet.
1: That's correct powerful
0: title. you know I you know I'm a huge fan of yours right and I've been saying for forever this country needs you back in 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 government i want, I, I really would love to see you get back into government but I understand that the experience may sour you I don't know if it will but it should uh, or it will it shouldn't but it will discourage as people hear about this I think Selena, others who are already um, doubtful about mm-hmm. um, overtures that have been made to them to, to get into politics. Skilled people who say, "No, I don't need that."
1: Yeah, so so I'm going to challenge that a little bit. I'm going to challenge the discouraging of women and discouraging uh, people of various um, identities that need to uh, take their rightful seat in various levels of politics, not just not just federal. I think what the audacity of my, people like Jody Wilson-Raybould, Jean Philpott, Leona Alaslav, Eva uh, Nesif, uh, myself, and others have demonstrated is the capacity to break glass ceilings even within stultifying systems of uh, like politics that were never designed for us. Um, it has, it has uh, showed that you could push against the status quo even in a system that you're the only one who looks like you. It shows that you have the audacity to keep speaking up. And what I would hope that that people do is not be discouraged, but take from the lessons of Jody and Jane and myself and Leona and Eva and say, let me add those experiences so we're not shocked when we walk through the doors that these experiences can happen because Selena's talked about it on the radio. She's been on Roy Green, I listened to her. I know that these experiences happen. Take all of these experiences, add it to their own, and create a greater, better version of themselves that can continue the work of dismantling uh, systems of oppression, that can continue to do the work of pushing against the status quo and breaking glass or cement ceilings that, need, that are needed in order for people who do not have as much privilege as I do to walk through those doors that they've often been left out of. I hope it encourages them rather
0: than discourage. Well, I, I hope so, too. It's just my experience, having talked to a lot of skilled and talented people over the years, and I say to them, you ever thought of running for public office? Oh, no. No, no, no. I, I, put, I don't need that kind of grief in my life. I'm doing quite well with that now. I it, not a, not a chance, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's what I've heard. And and I look, I've said the same thing. I get, I've been asked many times to run for public office, and I thought... I just can't do it.
1: But you know what Roy like so you you've plugged my book and I appreciate you telling people about my book. Can you hear me now? In in the acknowledgments I, I don't write traditional acknowledgments where I list off a whole bunch of people. I, I wrote a particular acknowledgment to moms, and now I'm being very gendered here intentionally. I wrote an acknowledgment to moms um, who are often the ones when I went to the doors in Whitby, they said, oh, I could never run, I can't see, you know, I don't know how you do it with three kids, and blah, blah, blah. you know, all this stuff that sort of made it seem like their role was... much smaller and i would say to them like if you could convince a kid to eat broccoli you could change the whole dang world
0: (laughs) if you want to hear more subscribe to the roy green show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you find your favorites and if you like what you hear leave us a review and tell a friend i'm roy green have a great weekend